Of praise tonight. Man, has anybody been set free in the house? I believe it says, Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there truly is liberty. God has set us free. Amen. Amen. And I am thankful for that freedom that He emancipated me from the slavery of sin. Amen. I don't know if we truly understand the weight of what God has done, and I am thankful for that. Amen, that he has given me new life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to sing another song unto the Lord. Cast out demons, you bid the empty soul be filled. Now there's breakthrough, now there's freedom in your name. He gave us power and the keys to do the same. You hold redemption, make accusers drop their stones. You showed us mercy with your mighty miracles. Now there's breakthrough. Now there's freedom in your name. You gave us power and the keys to do the same. Now we proclaim in Jesus' name You made a fool of death and grave. Oh, King Jesus, you made us royals out of slaves. Now there's breakthrough. Now there's freedom in your name. You gave us power and the keys to do the same. Victory, 
We stand in authority. You're for your glory. For your glory. For your glory, Lord. We walk in your victory. We stand in authority. All for your glory. For your glory, Lord. For your glory, Lord. here tonight. Did somebody give our God a shout of praise? For he is worthy of a shout. Amen. If you feel comfortable in doing so, you may return to your seats this evening. So good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. A privilege and an honor to be with our church family. Amen. At this time, we're going to ask Brother Hillman to come and uh, tell us of the multitude of announcements that we have for our church and the multitude of fellowships. Uh, fellowship is good. Amen. It brings us together as a church. Amen. Brother Hillman. Amen. Once again, praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, we can worship the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise here tonight. Show him that you love him. Come on, give him a hand of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When he come into this place, amen, we here to worship him. He our special guest, so we should honor him and give him praise. Just like we do someone that's important that comes into the room, you give a, a hand of applause. We should always give our Lord and Savior a hand of applause when we come into his place to worship him because he's here. Amen. The Spirit of God is here. Amen. We need, to we need to recognize that, that God's spirit is here. We need to give him the glory and praise, which is doing to him. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Ladies Fellowship, Friday, September 23rd, that'd be 6 o'clock through 8 o'clock, that particular evening in a veterans outreach. But if, if you need any information pertaining to the Ladies Fellowship, um, you can... Uh, I thought the pastor said, I don't even know all these things we got going app, uh, online, whatever you do, you can figure out what's going on with our services as well. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Uh, on the 27th of September, I know the, the brothers or the sisters, anyone that's been involved in the military, we are definitely excited about attending our Veterans Outreach Service or this fellowship, that be Tuesday the 27th, and that time is from 6 to 8 o'clock. And if you're a veteran or you know somebody that's a veteran or a friend, even if they're not in church, that may help them to be a part of church when, you know, they come out and fellowship and see that we, we don't only just talk about um, Acts 2 and 38, but other things we talk about too. So invite them out to the house of God and have, we can have fellowship with those uh, veterans, amen, and, and give them thanks for, for them, uh, thanking them for their service. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Uh, we have a conference here. Texas conference is going to be on the, the 6th through the 7th. Of course, October 6th, service is going to be at 7 p.m. October 7th, we're going to, have, we're going to be a fellowship at 11.30 a.m. in the morning. And then that evening, we're going to have 6 o'clock service, p.m. And October 8th, all those that's involved with the ACJC uh, Texas um, thing, we're going to have the, the ministerial planning meeting, and that's going to be conducted at 11.30. So all those that's involved with that, um, make it all possible for you to attend that as well. Praise the Lord. On October 30th, we're having a church potluck. Amen. So I'm sure we also excited about that because one thing about the saints of God, we just love fellowshipping. Not only do we love fellowshipping, we love eating. Praise the Lord. I tell you, like Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, 
you know, that's the worst time you call yourself trying to be on a diet. You know, you might as well just go ahead and, and eat, do everything you're going to do, enjoy yourself, and then try to go on your diet in February and the rest of the year. But that's a bad time to go on the diet and call yourself trying to get close to the Lord by fasting. That's the wrong time of the year to do that. Praise the Lord. So we enjoy fellowshipping, and we enjoy eating. Praise God. So we looking forward to our potluck. Invite someone that's not even part of this church, a friend of someone, invite them to the potluck. Just like I said, a lot of things, um, a lot of times when you invite people to certain things, especially if it had to do with eating, they would, they would come to that. You know, they would come to that. So invite a friend or somebody uh, to um, come and fellowship with us as well as we conduct, have our potluck. And then, of course, fall festival, we're looking for many to attend that. Once again, you can put out to the community, invite friends and neighbors, some people that you work with, tell them how we're going to celebrate um, October 31st, and that's going to be a Monday at 5 p.m. And then uh, the ladies' uh, retreat, that's going to be November 11th through the 12th. And, of course, you can the app online or just ask the uh, bishop's wife or our pastor's wife um, pertaining to that, and I'm sure they'd be able to give you the proper information in regard to that. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. So at this time, just a couple of more announcements, just a couple of more you probably didn't get, but uh, just in, we're going to have a pumpkin patch fundraiser in October, and uh, Sister Brown is in charge of that. We've already got several going to help her, and uh, she has the dates. I, I, I can't recall the dates, but it's somewhere around October 17th, 18th. It begins for a couple of weeks. Looking forward to that. Going to have some vendors and other activities there, and so looking forward to that. Also, I've got a grandson that's turning 10 on Sunday, and his birthday party will be Saturday, 3 to 5, at Robinson Family Farm. And so call his mom or dad if you want more information about that. Sister Collins will be going to Israel Friday, so we need to keep her in prayer as well. Amen. Again, there's lots going on. We just need to keep one another informed and praying for one another. All right. There's any more announcements? Praise the Lord. Praise God. So this time, um, if there are no more announcements, we're going to receive our tithes and our shackling offering. And if you have any type of something that you want to give to the Lord, amen, this is your opportunity to do that. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. And that this time we're going to ask our bishop to come, amen, and to share what the Lord has laid on his heart to teach us and to preach to us. Amen. amen. Everyone say, Lord bless Bishop. Praise the Lord. Our ensemble can be seated. Praise the Lord. If I could have someone bring down the hand plow carefully. It's got wires over. So good to see you tonight. Amen. Let me try to get this sound correctly. Everybody hear me okay? All right, good. Praise the Lord. God has really dealt with me about doing some teaching over the next several months, maybe even the rest of the year and into the new year. So, all right, we need to pray for Mia, and that is... Sister Sandra's granddaughter and also Brother Lewis, and we need to pray that everything's going to be all right. I don't know what's wrong, 
And so could we just go to the Lord in prayer right now, lifting up this precious young girl. Lord God of heaven, we thank you so much for your healing power. And Lord God, we ask that you'd reach down your hand on Mia and touch her. And Lord God, just give her health and Lord God, heal her body speedily. Lord God, give the medical staff and doctors the wisdom that they need to do whatever they can do to help. And Lord God of heaven, we're counting on you. And Lord God, we thank you so much, O Lord, for everything. And everyone said in Jesus' name. And you may be seated. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to start this tonight. And it's so good to see you. Uh, hopefully, uh, Jaden, if you'll just bring up the PowerPoint, please. Somebody may have to show him. I showed Connor, but I didn't realize Connor was going to play the drums tonight. The PowerPoint is minimized. You'll see it down there. Bring it up, please. You see it on your right. We'll give you that in just a moment. Let me go back there and, and find it for them. Praise the Lord. I don't know what I am going to do this evening. The Lord laid this on my heart. But as we were worshiping today, the Lord began to deal with me about something. He has dealt with me for several days. And, of course, prayer goes with it. I'm going to read Luke 18 and 1 and see what the Lord will do. The Bible says here in Luke 18, 1, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. You may be seated. Now, there's no doubt that I could teach this, and I believe the Lord would help me. And I still may, but the Lord has really, really dealt with me the last couple of days with this word, urgency. And my heart is very heavy for several of our brothers and sisters throughout the land and this church that I think, in fact, I know, that they don't see the urgency in getting a hold of God. 
If we're not careful, we're going to be like the days of Noah, where even though they were warned and they saw a man building a boat and it never rained for 100 years and nothing changed until the day that Noah entered the ark. Are we going to wait till then? preacher, no matter how close he is to God or how much anointing is on his life, cannot, cannot change you. It's impossible for another human being to get you to see anything in your life. Only God if you're looking for God and hungry, if you'll listen, not just on church days, not just when you gather and we worship and we hear the word, but listen and look at the signs of the time. It's amazing, as the Lord said, to many of those wise people in the scripture, you can discern the weather. And then he went on to say, we have piped unto thee, but you didn't dance. We mourned, but you didn't lament. My heart is very heavy. For us and for the apostolic church world. I'm not saying there are not folks in the body of Christ that are hearing the urgency. I'm not saying that. But I think the majority of us are slumbering. You know where you're at. You know where you're at. You know what you're listening to. You know the things of God, what it truly means or what it truly doesn't mean. Again, I could go to this and I could teach this and I'm probably going to save it for Sunday night and find out who's going to be running the projector and pay more close attention to it myself so it doesn't reset, so we don't go into any distractions. But maybe it was a good thing that I didn't go over just something that I know the Lord has laid in my heart. Because if there was an urgency in your life, hear me, you'd be praying more. And it wouldn't just be making a noise. It would be such a depth of earnest seeking God for your own life and for the life of your loved one. And in my case, the life of those that God entrusted me to oversee. There's not a day goes by that I don't call your name out. And I'm glad that you're here. And many of you come when you can. But there's still some that they don't see the urgency in church attendance. Is it too late for that virgin? I think Elder was going to preach, and he did a great job, but of course he didn't go as long as you'd like on hell's calling your name, or hell's got your name, something of that matter. Huh? Yeah, I had it right the first time. And it is. It is calling our name. That's where we deserve to be. Yes. I deserve to be there. But because of God's love and because of the plan of God, and he implemented that plan freely so that I could somehow understand the value. Hear me, church. Your salvation is more valuable and precious than anything in your life. We are a heartbeat away from eternity. 
but it's very evident in the Christendom world of truth. There's no urgency. I talked a little bit about it Sunday night. I won't go over it a lot. But we can see the falling back to a minimum time instead of doing a maximum time. Starting next month, we'll go back to fasting with the Daniel fast and praying on Friday nights because, church, I don't want you lost. I don't want you lost. And if we lose the urgency of the hour, you say, you're saying he's coming. No man knows when he's coming. But he did say, look at the signs. And know when you see these things. The coming of the Lord is nigh. In fact, in one passage, he said, that generation shall not pass away before the coming of the Son of Man is. Didn't mean that I wouldn't die. My generation, your generation, it's everywhere. He warned us so much in Scripture about the ten virgins, how five would be fervent and burning, and five, they were virgins. Come on, they were born again. But they were not seeing the urgency, and so they just, were lackadaisical about everything they did. Again, I am not saying there are not in this congregation or other congregations people that are on fire for God. But what I am saying, what the Lord is dealing with me, is that the majority of the church world, I think God would mess up their plans if he was to come right now. That's a good thought right there. I mean, have your plans include salvation? He didn't say stop doing this or stop doing that or working or eating. He didn't say that. But where is he in the agenda of our life? We're going to get into this thing called prayer because I believe that you and I, as a body, not as an individual, we're not praying like God wants us to pray. We're not. Now, again, there may be individuals. I'm talking about a body. I'm talking about collectively. Because you know why? Prayer is work. And when there's an urgency in your life, You're going to do whatever it takes to meet the need of that urgency. And the reason I know that, Wesley, because if you haven't eaten all day, there's an urgency. And friend, you're going to do everything you can to find you a table. Now, I know Sunday night and then tonight, but I've got to do as I feel led of the Lord. This Bible study is going to keep for Sunday night. And those that are watching that stream, I know you can't help it sometimes, but when it comes up, you got to get on it right now. And we're all doing this and that, and sometimes we miss it. I sure don't want you to miss glory. I don't want you to miss glory. Let me say something to me. I'm not going to wake up in heaven by accident. It's important sometime Soon, you look in your heart, and you see where your priorities are and what is important and where's your urgency. You say, well, preachers 
They're supposed to have that. Come on, let's be real. There are preachers in the apostolic faith that don't have an urgency. It can happen to any of us. If we can develop what God wants in us, this church will be full. And our children, if they can see the urgency in us, I think it will change the way they approach church services. And it does start with this thing called prayer. I'm going to give you just a few things of this. I want to give you the definition of it. And you'll just click the mouse, Jaden, and it should go to the next screen. If it doesn't, then I'm going to do it anyway here. The definition to pray to God is to ask in a humble and earnest way. My grandson was over there three or four times while the announcements was going on. He said to me, are you going to announce my birthday? Are you going to announce my birthday? Shh. In this particular chapter, the Lord gave a parable of a judge and a woman. And so that's the same principle. Men ought always to pray and not faint. And I know, I know what I'm talking about. There's days when you are praying and you know, wow. And then there's other days when you're praying God, I can't stay focused. My mind can't stay on what I need. You just keep on praying. You need to keep on praying. There's got to be an urgency. Do you know prayer is a form of worship? Here we're coming in before the service trying to get our hearts from Man, I sent the Lord on that. And we want to worship God, right? And we need to pray. That's a form of worship. King James actually says to pray is to pray. Webster has a definition, means to entreat or implore, to address God. Now listen to these four things. This is a must in prayer. Hear me tonight, please. You must come to God with adoration, with supplication, confession, and thanksgiving. All through your prayer time, there needs to be thanksgiving. The acronym for prayer, I, I, I've thought this many, many years ago, but this is still powerful for me. P, power. R, resulting. A, all. Y, yielding. Prayer is power resulting all yielding. We will not pray if we don't see the urgency of the hour. No, we won't. I'm not trying to, because there are prayer warriors here. There's people that pray. I know. I know they pray. But I know that there's a lot of us that do not pray consistently. I, I, you don't even have to tell me. I, God laid this on my heart. What am I going to teach them first? He laid that. Then he began to deal with me the urgency. And he began to tell me the reason they're not praying consistently because they don't have an urgency. I know it's easy. Listen to me. I'm human too. And when you haven't... These conferences we go to, you haven't seen somebody, you're glad to see them, and it's easy. It is easy. Listen to me. It's easy. How you doing? Good to see you. Hey, what's new? Hey, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, somebody says, well, let's pray. We've already should have been praying. And then after the service, normally they have some type of fellowship, fellowship then. And we take the same approach because when you come through those doors, there's no urgency. 
wow, where am I? Man, I better get to the altar or find me a seat and begin to pray. The service would go, will things go smoothly all the time? No. We'll still have problems. But when you are praying, it'll still be the anointing falling. You, you won't even notice the, the distractions because you're in tune. Yes, teaching is supposed to teach. Teaching is supposed to reveal. Teaching is supposed to get down in us and say to us, you know what? I'm not near as fervent as I ought to be. That's the confession part of prayer. In Matthew 6, you'll find a type of prayer when he said, you ought to pray after this manner, not repeating it. But if you'll look at that Lord's Prayer, if you'll look at that there, you'll find all of these points in that prayer. Even Jesus himself in his humanity was a man of prayer. And boy, did he pray when the urgency of the hour. When he knew the urgency of the hour, his hour had come, did he pray? I don't want to be, I don't want to be, can I just use me? I don't want the Lord to invite me to a wedding and say to him, well, I just got married, can I be excused? I, I just bought four oxen and I haven't proved them. Oh, by the way, I just purchased a piece of land. You know what he did? You know what the Lord did? He went out to the highways and byways, bypassed those that were bidden, and he gathered in some, and then he found one without a wedding garment and cast him out. He will have a house full. Understand this. Understand this. Heaven will be full. I may, by the grace of God, make it, but... If some strange reason I don't, it'll still be full. Because he's going to have a house that's full. I want to be part of that wedding. I want to be at the marriage some of the Lamb. I want to be there. So there has to be a fervency in my life. There has to be an urgency in my life. There has to be a desire that's got to be a want to. Now, I realize, please, I realize that some of you, you may be physically, it may be difficult. Or there may be small children. I understand all that. But for the most of us, when we come in and pray, there's no reason this altar should not be. And again, there's some that physically or small children, things of that nature, other things. I understand that. I'm not trying to be uncaring here. But I'm saying until we change the method of our prayer life, nothing will change in this church or your personal lives. Now, that's not to an individual. That is to a body because there may be individuals in here every morning they're praying. Every day they're praying. Every day they're seeking God. Every day they're calling on the Lord. Can I ask you something? I just want to ask you something. Has any of you ever had to come find me if I'm here and say it's prayer time?
But you know the Bible says, the Bible says that if two agree with touching any one thing, it shall be done. So if we have two praying, we got assurance. But if we have 22 praying, we got 22 assurances. When you divide that by two, you got 11 sets that are calling on God and agreeing together. And God said, if two of you ask anything, touching anything and agreeing on anything, it shall be done. Come on, church. I'm not looking for a show. I'm not looking to see who's praying. What I'm trying to do is get you to understand if you cannot commune with God, how can you have a relationship with God? If you can't pray here in the house of God, how can you pray at the house that you live in? I mean, he said, my house shall be called. Tell me again. Tell me again. And if God's people have trouble praying here, I know you're not praying at home. Don't worry about the visitors that may come in who are just here praying. If that offends them, may the Lord help them. Because there will be others come. This thing called prayer. And we're going to go over this again Sunday nights if God carry. I've got three series on this, and then we're going to go to something else. Pastor Brown will still teach and preach as the Lord lays on his heart and my heart. But right now, I just really feel the urgency in my soul that I'm going to have to really begin to teach again and get us to wake up, us, not just you, us, me, to wake up and understand, yes, I'm older. Hear me. I know what it's like being my age and being tired and getting up early to go somewhere and begin to pray. I know what it takes, okay? And my fervency level may not be there, but my consistently level is there. My faithfulness is still there. And so God will look back at the times when I was young and prayed. He said, this man is old, but he's still praying. This man's still calling on me. This man's still seeking me. This man, this man. Oh, my God, I'm sensing the anointing. You want anointing in your life? Then begin to pray with an urgency. How many of you have prayed for the service today? Or are we, man, I just hope I can make it. And I'm glad you did. But most of you live more than a couple of minutes away. So while you're driving, you can be praying with your eyes open. Unless you're the passenger. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. I've shared this before, and I'm almost through. One time, one time I went to a conference. I don't know why I just stayed in the seat, but I did. I felt so bad about it. And I told the Lord, never again. Because normally every conference that I attend, whether anybody, I might say hi, how you doing, man, I'm passing, I'm good to see you, but I'm coming up there and I'm going to pray. Whether anybody's praying or not. Because I need something. I don't have enough of Jesus. You may, but I don't have enough of him. I got the Holy Ghost, but I want to be more full of the Holy Ghost. So that point after, and of course before that point, I'm going to the They don't have to stop and say, hey, will you come and pray? Because I've already been there. And this is what I find. This is what I find. When somebody comes, you look around and one by one, kind of like dropping the stones. <laughs> They'll make their way to an altar because they know, they know that's where they need to be. 
And it's not just so much for you. Because in this setting, we're not praying for you. We're not praying for you here. That's in your closet. Here, you're praying, God move, God speak, God touch somebody, God bring in a visitor, God heal somebody. Here, you're praying, God fall. Here, we're praying as a body of Christ to bring down the power of God upon us all. Your prayer closet is where you pray for you. And we'll get into that because there are prayers for others and then there's prayers for you and your needs and your family needs. But in this setting, I want God to move. Now, I'm just going to be as, just as open and just as plain. It really, 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 did I say enough really? It really bothers me to sit or to stand in a service that I know is just going through the motions. I, I, I just, it, just, it just bothers me. And so I'm thankful that whatever happened to the screen happened and I had to go back there and find it because that just let me know that I needed to go to another area. And to speak from my heart, the urgency of your life in the hour, do you have it? If you don't, find it. Because if you don't find it, there's a good chance you're going to miss it. Because let me tell you, when the trump sounds and the shout rings out, you can't buy from someone else what you need. You got to have it. And if you got it, you can't sell it. So think about it this week before Sunday. Think about it. If this message can help just one or two of you be more prayerful through the week, then it's been effective. Because you're going to hear more about it. The urgency of the hour. Listen, do you believe I'm as human as you? Probably more so. And yes, I have disappointing days. And I have things that bother me. I have situations that they're situations. But when I come into this house of God, I'm going to pray. I may not feel a thing, Uncle Bob, but I'm going to pray. And it's amazing to me, I can start not feeling anything. And just before we get ready to have church, I start feeling the Lord. I wonder if we all prayed a little bit more fervently if that feeling wouldn't happen sooner. No telling what would happen. This thing called prayer, not the way you're going to hear it Sunday night unless God does something else again. There's one thing about me, for those who have known me any length of time, no matter what I have planned, if God puts something in my heart, that's what I'm going with. He may have to call the screen to go blank, but that's what I'm going with. The Lord bless you tonight. Somebody's already came up, if you can make your way or somehow look in your heart or somehow say, you know what, I, I, I've got to get more urgent about the matter of prayer.